So like if I go to Pilsen or like when I used to run the show with Manny, obviously like our audiences were mostly Latina. Yeah. So, so like and my stepdad's Puerto Rican, so I got a bunch of material mm -hmm. on that. So I would clearly do like that material because it's relatable to the audience. And being relatable I'm and talking about two different things. What I'm right. talking about is I've seen comedians come from the north to the south, and all of a sudden they got an accent. Right. And they walk a little different. And they're wearing, they're wearing a jersey. <laughs> like, hey, yo, nobody rocks FUBU bro? anymore, bro. Right. Like, what's happening? What the fuck are you doing, bro? And then they come to the north side. They got a button-up shirt on. Man. Straight from the south side. Mike, 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 Mike. Uh, I'm just so happy to be here right now. Real Rap Podcast. 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 Mike Knight, Real Rap Podcast, uh, joined by a very special panel, some incredible guys. I can't even believe they're rocking with me right now, so uh, I'm ready to get down with the funky business, you know what I mean? Um, we have Zacho just coming off of a plane, um, getting here in an all-green outfit, yeah. so if he stands up, then his drawers are going to look like whatever the background's going to be. <laughs> but he's burning up the game right now. If you could just tell the people your name, how long you've been in the city, how long you've been in the game. Oh, yeah, Zach O'Ryan. Uh, shit, I've been in Chicago for like four years now. Mm -hmm. Been doing stand-up five years, two days ago. Oh, shit, congratulations. Oh, yeah, handful. Yeah. A handful of years. Your branding for that uh, mm -hmm. Sorry for Killing show, um, by the way, incredible. I Yo, was at the shout out Rachel Ibrahim. She uh, kills the game. She used to do all bro. the stuff for uh, Zanies. Okay. And now, so I was in, obviously those, that shit was great. So she does all of my stuff. She's incredible. Cause you know how comics are a little too cool to really overtly support each other and shit. Yeah. So I was at the Lincoln Lodge and I saw a Sorry for Killing sticker and I grabbed it. I threw it on my laptop. Oh yeah. Then, you know, that. dot, dot, dot down the line. No, I found out that it was your shit. I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> now if somebody sees my laptop, they'd be like, why are you riding this dick, yo? You ain't shit. Fuck your laptop. <laughs> take that shit off your I laptop. I tried to take it off, but the little sticky sticker stuff is still there. So I'm like, ah, oh, I got I leave it now. Hand me that laptop. <laughs> Fuck that laptop. This is a, this oh, that is a... laptop gets viruses. <laughs> I got it from the Sorry for Killing sticker. Man, but hey, bro. Congrats on all your success right now for, for not being in the game all that long, man. You're, uh, I've seen you burn rooms down, man. You have it. Between the two of you, you guys have two of my favorite jokes uh, uh, going on in the city right now. You I, know, got I, I whole... heard you've been telling them on the road. So yeah, it's every, yeah, <laughs> I barely leave the, the Cook County before I start telling y'all goddamn Mike's jokes. Killing five oh, yeah, I got to <laughs> <gotta, laughs> fill this time with some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all ever steal like, so I'm, I'm Latino? Uh, <laughs> Y'all ever steal avocados? <laughs> hey, by the way, to my left, I have the very funny uh, Abby Sanchez. Uh, go ahead and let the people know how long you've been in the game. What you got oh, going shit. on? This is a, it'll be 12 years in March. Uh, Chicago all my life. Mm. And uh, yeah, that's it. Just fucking stand-up com comedian. So one of my first questions I actually have is, is for you, Abby. So people, people from I actually came over here from Omaha, Nebraska. I was living out there for some time before I moved here, right? And people will see my gram. I tell them all the time, the gram's pretty, but the grind's ugly, right? Right. But people will see, oh, you're at the Laugh Factory, this and that, and da 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 da, and they they think that I, to some extent, made it or whatever, right? Right. Now I see you. You're on HBO. Right, you know, you're, you're you got a uh, special on HBO, um, phenomenal. You you crushed it. Uh, I I tried to watch it, but then my jealousy just <laughs> I mean, it's it was, it's HBO Latino. All right, it's not, <laughs> hold up, hold it up. Fucking, no, it ain't <laughs> HBO it's, Maximo. It's HBO Max. <laughs> 
You just gotta go through some Latino shit to find it. I'm <laughs> giving him shit. I'm giving him shit, but like for real, I owe Abby this. Like I had to get in touch with my Abby got me back with my ex. I had to get in touch with my ex to get her password so I could watch Abby's special. To so watch I him on HBO that. Grande. Don't blame that. that I called. I was like, I know we don't fuck with each other, but I need that password don't again. Don't blame that toxic mm. shit on me, bro. <laughs> is there is there a definitive door of making it that you walk through, or you're no, like, yo, you're I never just wanna... gonna make it. It's everything's goals. So I've achieved mm. that goal. So it's like, even in Chicago, like, all right, I graduated from doing open mics. Now I'm on a show. That's a goal. Now I went and I did the Laugh Factory. That's a goal. I did mm. Zanies. That's a goal. I headlined mm. Zanies. That's a, like, if you stop there, what are you going to do for? What are you going to keep doing it for? Yeah. Because mm. like, if you have an end game, if your end game, I don't think you can have an end game, especially in entertainment because there's no end game. There's no, there's no way to end it. You can't just fucking like hang it up and like, I want championships. It, it ain't nothing you could do. Mm. That's so my favorite always, thing about stand-up is it's just you in a tunnel and then you just keep chasing the light. And then every time you you hit it, it, it just gets longer. Right. There's no... Longer. But the mm. thing is like you're always just you're just chasing the light and you're like, all right, well, I could... like, Oh, shit, that was cool. Like you yeah. can look back and like, I did some good... I did some fun shit, but there's no, there's no goal. Like it's all goals. It's, there's, mm. no, there's no end to it. And is there a life cycle for comics? So like some musicians... They'll, they'll peak, and then it, we were talking about Wheezy, right? Mixtape Wheezy was a monster. I don't know if I'm banging out his, his newest hits like that. But, I mean, George Carlin was putting out tons of, tons of work. because he had tax problems. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, don't we know. But, uh, I, honestly, it's Wesley Snipes shit. No, the end. <laughs> I, I, I think it's with, with music is if you just stop appealing to, you stop appealing to whatever is popular mm. right there. And then if you're older and you start pandering, you start trying to, to appeal to it. Like, man, who's this old dude doing this? But with comedy, your audience ages with you at the same time. So you still have rooms. And if you can still appeal to the younger crowd, like Uncle Lair. I don't know if you guys know Uncle Lair. Beast. Larry Reed. Mm. Larry Reed. I've seen that motherfucker follow a freestyle beatbox rapper, bro. <laughs> and it was just like... Smash. But it was a young... He and, he, it. and he killed it. Bro. And it was mm. like... Shout out to OG. But the thing is, he... he Shout out to OG. He continues to write. And that's the thing. As long as you, mm. you write and you're still current with the shit that's going on and you're not one of my fears is becoming a fucking back in my day comic yeah i was like back in my day we did this and it's like i'm never gonna blame i can't say like back in my day we didn't do like how zacko did we didn't fucking try to put on our own shows it's like yeah no maybe i should do that shit now too like Mm. there's an inspiration to draw from the youth and the the minute you stop being inspired by the Younger generation, then you're done. You might as well just fucking. One of my biggest up. fears is becoming a back in the day person in general. Right. Like you kids don't know how fucking right. easy yeah. you got it these and days. And that's what pisses me off because like that's what you're supposed to do for your kids, right? Yeah. Everyone says I want my kids to have it better than I did. Right. And then when they have it better than you, you get mad at them for having it better than yeah. you. It's like now you jealous because of the life you created for them. Yeah. Like, shut the fuck up. When, mo- when most of the time the reality is I want you to do good, just not better than me. Right. That's what. That's right. how most that people is... really. That's how most people really get right, down. Like all these, these kids don't go outside no more. It's like, well, you put helmets on them and fucking like yeah. back in my day, we didn't have to ride helmets. Mm. Yeah, and now you got older and you yeah. saw how fucking reckless that was. Yeah. So let me put a helmet on this kid, right. and then you get mad at them for wearing a helmet. Yeah, that's big in the, um, in the comedy community too because where it, it's an individual based uh, uh, performance thing. You're 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 by yourself for the most part. So if I see you guys be successful, if I see you on on you know on an HBO special, if I see you killing it on stage, you got your own show, you're selling out crowds. The jealousy bug gets in me. I don't think I can stop that from happening. But what it does for me in particular is like it's a motivational tool. Mm-hmm. I, I think I have the ability to turn it around and say, okay, it's time for me to step my game up and go try and take it to the next level. And I think for some people, it can consume them. No. Yeah. I, let me let me touch on that real quick. This is a conversation I had the other day. I never feel that 
that jealousy. And I think it's because mm. I'm not ingrained in this community the way I think a lot of people are. Mm. A lot of people get into stand-up or entertainment, music, whatever they do, and like that's their only thing. That's what they got. Mm. So the only wins you have possible are through that uh, venue or, or, or through that venture, right? Okay. But like there's so many other things I like to do in life. Like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't consider myself, when someone asks me what I do, I'm not like I'm a comedian, right? There's just so okay. many different facets of me and I have so many different passions and things I like to do that that would just like, it would be diminishing to myself and, and all these other like things that I enjoy shoe doing. So like, yeah, so I shoehorn myself. So like when I, when I see other people winning, like I, I don't totally like ingrain myself in comedy to where like, this is the only thing I have that can make me happy or feel mm. successful. Mm. I, I find success in so many other facets of life and that helps me with comedy. It helps me calm down in comedy. It helps me like really look at comedy for what it is rather than this all-encompassing thing that totally defines me. And when I separate myself from that and really like take on life in general, it lets me be better at all these other uh, mm. micro things that I like to pursue. So if you see somebody go up on stage and kill it, you're like, oh, I can bench more than you, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, right. me, as someone that's only doing comedy, and I see someone up there killing it, I, I'm like, or even if, let's say, I see someone that wasn't doing, they didn't have great sets when they were here. Mm. But somebody else saw something in them. Mm. So like this person might not be a great performer, but now they're killing it because they're writing for a TV show or they're doing some other things. Mm, like mm, that's mm. the thing is so it's like uh I learned that just doing the JFL audition. Like cause every year it'd be like, all right, I'd go in there and I'd fucking crush the room. It's a home game. I'm doing it at the Laugh Factory. Okay, right, I can right, destroy right. the Laugh Factory. But then somebody else got picked and I'm like, ah oh, man, that wasn't they didn't even have a good set. But the people that are watching it are looking for something else other than right. how can we use this person? Yeah, right. Do they have a likability, or if they we just we could see that they're a great writer because maybe the shit I was doing was killing, right? But it was also viewed as heck by the people that judging it, right? So now it's like, right? So it's like you like NBA Young Boy, but you're not gonna play him at your wedding. Fair enough. I mean, you might, but (laughs) (laughs) depending on wedding, wedding. right? But the comedy, while you're in a bathtub, you're not like jamming out to fucking the baby. You know what I mean? That's that's where I learned to not be jealous, because I would like coming up, I was like, man, how's this motherfucker getting booked here? But I was just like, all right, I can't worry about that shit. I got to see what can I do to get myself booked and how can I get better. And once I stopped worrying about the extra shit, I just got better as a comic. Yeah. Because you, you, you're losing focus if you focus on other people. Because I was like, man, I can't believe this motherfucker's doing this. Like, yeah. he sucks. They, I've never seen him crush. How much, how much of, uh, you know, making it, being successful in comedy is being funny and how much is it is network, politics, and the rest of the game? It's the same thing in life. It's all network and politics. It's all the same shit. Yeah. I mean, but you, you also have to be good. You have to be sure, funny. Absolutely. So it's like, it's a balance of everything. You Ab- have to absolutely. be funny. You can't just be a fucking terrible comic, but you're great mm. at networking because that gets, that'll go away because then you get exposed. Right. You can't mm. have a message without a podium and, you, and once you have a podium, you better have a message, right? So like sure. if, if they give you the, if they give you the podium, they give you the stool and they put, turn the lights on, turn the camera on. You better have something, right? Yeah, you t- you could talk mm. your way into a show. You could be like, "Man, this is my good friend." Right. Like, "Oh man, when are you gonna book me?" Like, "Oh, we'll get you a spot." And then yeah. you go up there and it's like, "Oh, this is the person that everyone's been yeah, you expose been friends yourself. with," and it's like, "This person is trash." You like, expose this, yourself. Right? You kill the room. Like, yeah. you you ruin the vibe of the room. Like, it, so that's that's why you have to be funny, but you also have to be good at networking in some level because assholes, even like even the smart assholes, they still sure. know who to. Who's ass a kiss? Right, yeah. And they just they don't fuck with anybody else lesser than him, but are they who they view as lesser than the him? The loosest comparison I can make right now is that Paris Hilton and Kim K both came out with the tape around the same time. 
One of them is super successful right now. Well, one of them's mother took the fucking sex tape and like, well, we're using this yeah. as a platform to <laughs> yeah, and put her whole yeah. family on. Yeah, and, and she, who did yeah. Paris? Who, hold on, who did Paris fuck? Because it wasn't Ray J. Ray J. <laughs> right, you know what I mean? Who did Paris fuck? We don't know. <laughs> yeah. And that's when everyone was Paris like, right. <laughs> you don't know who Paris fucked. She just fucked some dude, and then it was like, okay, Paris is fucking. They were like, so, Ray J. If Paris yeah. would have smashed somebody from New Edition, exactly, <laughs> exactly, we'd have a whole different family. We give a fuck about. But the difference was like Paris was like, ah, it was like fucking mid, and then right. you had this one was like, this was. This was POV porn right. before it was like choice. this was POV porn yeah. before and then like then Ray J pulled his dick out like goddamn like, God right. damn <laughs> oh hog like all right Ray J you the new soldier boy yeah, type for as much yeah. I'll I'll say this about Kim K for for as much flack as she's taken throughout her her career in the limelight or whatnot she she actually has personality she was Paris Hilton's assistant right Paris Hilton's assistant and put and herself Z. on and never looked back and her mom was like well we're gonna fucking use this sex tape and then we're gonna create an empire and they fucking did it. Man, I gotta and tell you, now their one dad of my, is their mom. One of my favorite things about myself, and, and, and honestly, one of my favorite things about myself sure. is that I have not consumed a lick of Kardashian content. I, like Kim not Kardashian a... could call here right now and talk to us on speakerphone, and I would have no fucking idea what she even sounds like. I, I don't, <laughs> and it's not like I just think. But it's I bet not you, my you would world. be like, man, you sound like Kim Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe you'd hear the voice like that. Kind of sounds like a Kim Kardashian. Oh, the like, fuck, yeah. I'd be like, moan real quick, moan, hey, sweetie, <laughs> moan. I just oh, hate that's Kim Kardashian. I just, I just hate what you she's done. You sound vaguely Romanian. Yeah. What's your name? Oh, ask him. I just hate what she's done for women's faces because now everyone's trying to like, got that same fucking face, and it's like. This is some trash. Now everyone's trying to look the same. Like your right. neck don't match your face. That hurts it's my skin heart. Tone. Like yeah. any every time, every seven years that I see another photo of of um, Lil Kim, it oh breaks my, my heart just a little man. bit more, man. Bro, did and you see the video of her dancing backwards? And that, that was like the leprechaun. They spliced in the leprechaun, bro. Oh, <laughs> Yo, I couldn't tell God. where the patent leather stopped and her face started. Bro, <laughs> <it> was, <laughs> It but to see painful. her from the fucking squat pose, uh, from the but it, it's it's like the you can just it's hear just, those knees. But it's also mm. it's just the Michael Jackson same shit, the yeah. same transformation. It's like people are so once, afraid to get old. It's not even but wow. Like, once you uh, once you do that to your face, yeah, you fight. Fi- okay, because now I made this bigger. Now yeah. I'm out of proportion. So now I got to puff this up. Now yeah. that's mm. a, so you just keep fucking your experiments on your face. Yeah, people are that's so why, afraid like, to get fucking old, man. Man, I I guarantee you, like every kid whose mom has had plastic surgery, they need to like every day. Like this is what you're going to look like. This is why you don't look mm. like mommy. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I had a fucking overbite and I had this big ass <laughs> nose. That we fixed. My cheeks weren't just full. Like this is why. Yeah. You, is that is that just like, like a me. is that just like a, a a real painful hobby though? It's for a somebody? mental illness. It's dysmorphia. Yes. Yeah, it's, mm. it's body dysmorphia. Now, if I spend all my money and and go into crippling debt collecting Matchbox cars, is there really a difference? Uh, I mean, it's an obsession or an addiction to something. Mm. Yeah. There's not, but. No one's gonna look at you like, man, Mike Knight <laughs> yeah. really yeah. fucked up his face getting matchbox like, hey, cars. Dude, <laughs> dude that looks like his age has a lot of fucking matchbox. Uh, Mike Knight, you, yeah. you mean old platypus? Right. <laughs> You're gonna look old your old age. You have a shit now, if car. you start wearing the matchbook cars on your face, mm, then yeah. you got a problem. Like, oh, look at old matchbook car face. What's oh, bugging me is in, is in their face, in their in their eyes when they look in the mirror. What are they seeing? Another thing to fix. Uh, I yeah. honestly, they're looking. 
another thing to fix on her face. Yeah. It like I used like to get that. myself haircuts back in the day and whatnot, and you you push your hairline back, right? And if you I just know left all about there pushing. a little crooked, <laughs> yeah. you might have been, but then you're like, all right, I gotta fix it. It's not even. Right. And the next thing you yeah, know, you're Sherman. I used to have the T-liners. <laughs> I used to rock the fade, and every day I'd be in there cleaning it. And you know you fuck with, Ah, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> you forget yeah. you you forget you left the guard off Damn. and you go, oh no. I'm just gonna, gonna let y'all talk about hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those. Bro. I don't remember those days. Push that shit it's back a little too, too much. It's all of a sudden, you long. got a new hat. <laughs> nature, nature did that shit for me. Yeah, <laughs> nature pushed my shit back a little too God far. God came down oh, there with his T liners. <laughs> Jesus, but we never finished that conversation. Who's going against Jay Z in the verses? You said Wayne. Who Wayne? Wayne could do it. Just I feel like Wayne just got some memorable verses. Like he got twenty memorable verses. Wayne smashing them. Drake smashing them. Drake could do it. Drake got a lot of verses. Fucking Kanye could do it. Uh, Jay could do it. Um, like Jay probably only has like three crowd catching quatable. I mean, when I you're at a party, so when you're at a party, who's who's, who's no? But here's Jay-Z the thing, though. No, nobody ever. Nobody. If Jay Z can do a concert and he's got twenty songs in a concert and right. everyone fucking knows it, then he could do a verse. But that's but here. Okay, here's the difference. Jay Z at a concert is just Jay Z at a concert. If you go to a concert and it's Jay Z and Drake. By the time Drake hits his song and you're vibing to that, and you switch over to Jay Z, or and then you switch back mm. to Jay Z. Now you're, you're saying like, eh. who can Jay who can Jay Z follow in a concert would be the next question. Because the verses he can go up against anybody. I believe he's got 20 verses. Now you put a concert together. Where are you putting Jay Z in that concert? Is not he your headliner? After, not headlining not after yet. Drake. Okay, so and that's you got to remember that's a real, Drake is also an actor, right? So Drake uh. has stage presence. Drake is about to bring a show. Right, and now I've never oh. been to a Jay Z concert, but I've been to a Drake concert, and it's um, it's like Jay Z just stands there. He's a fucking yeah. He's, he's, now you're not you're not banging you're not banging Jay Z at a, at a barbecue, but yeah, you if, you're on, if you're on you your way, you big fucking yeah. Fair enough, but what I'm saying is, if you're on your way to like a contract negotiation to sign with like for Drake. a major deal, you're bumping like reasonable doubt. You're like, I'm not a businessman. I'm, I'm a businessman. You know what I mean? Like that's what. But I'm I'm saying like Jay Z has. You, if you go through Jay Z's catalog and you listen to, it, you're like, oh, all right, I remember this. Like, if yeah. you get a DJ and you're at a party mm. and a fucking DJ throws this one song in that you just, for whatever reason, slipped your mind, yeah. you'll be like, oh shit, I, I forgot about this. Okay. I remember this shit. Like, okay. he comes out with fucking DMX and is like, oh wait, I forgot about this fucking right. song. Yeah. So he's gonna have. That's what versus is. Versus is those moments of that yeah. thing. But and I'm telling you, the, the the showmanship is so important, and and mm. Jada put that on full display. Oh, Jada changed it. Uh, that's changed the game. He put uh, it on full display. You realize Jada uh, is symbolic to verses. Top to five, dead or alive. As soon as he did what he did on stage, I went. That's what verses. That's right. it, right that's there. That's what verses. But, and now I'm not in. saying. But what's Jada, crazy? Obviously, Jada's catalog isn't better than like let's say Drake's catalog. But if you went back and forth between what Jada did on stage to him and Drake, I think it's a good show. Back he brought he brought into his and arena it's so totally different. But like what the f- crazy is, my favorite verses was when they were was the Snoop and DMX one. But that was just nostalgic for me. But also they're both in the studio vibing off each other. Yeah. Mm. So then you got fucking DMX comes up in here, and it's like ah yeah. oh, fuck. And then Snoop uh. comes in with a different song. It's like oh shit. And but the yeah. thing is that was dope because they were just them two in the studio and they were fucking vibing and there was homies hanging out. Great personalities. When they too. made it a concert. Yeah. Like what's Jay-Z's personality? When they Come bro, he keeps it, he keeps I, it but I'm saying you put Jay-Z in that situation in the studio situation, mm-hmm. it's a completely different thing. You put him in a concert, he's going to get outshined on the concert. Yeah. And yeah. then but the minute that you put him on stage and then now the shit with like Bone and and uh why would you put Bone and fucking 36 Mafia in LA? 
Yeah. They're no, Midwest should have been in Cleveland. It should not even that. You could put them in fucking Louisville. It's just a yeah. promo to would, try and get their ticket sales up. Right. But LA is the worst crowd for any entertainment thing because they're so fucking jaded. Yeah. They went to a restaurant and they saw 15 different rappers there. Bunch like of dudes from the Midwest. Yeah. Just up there slapping each other. Yeah. Is that is that ever gonna happen again? You remember when Snoop came out and Dolores Tucker and, and all the church groups and everybody, they were they were steamrolling over his CDs and when, nah. is there ever gonna be somebody that comes out now and, and gets pushback from the no. establishment like, oh, we can't have this get out? No, it it would have to be so fucking graphic. What do you mean? What like you? they were trying to like they tried you to remember ban when Eminem came out and they were like, You can't say this. Yeah. We have to try and stop this movement. And it just made him bigger. He was yeah. a monster. That that's same done. happened that's with that's done because you know why? The there's no longevity in music. Everything's like a fucking minute long TikTok thing. Right so I want Ooh. you here to like you're on to the next thing. Once that trend is over, you gotta come up with a different fucking thing. Like, yeah, the proofs no, in the pudding. Mm. Songs nowadays are two 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 minutes, two and a half minutes. Right. Two songs two used to minutes. be fucking they're just, six minutes long. They're TikTok dances. Yeah. So it's like if you could do the Quick little TikTok, and then like you get that trend going, and then like boom. The only person right now that is rapping, rapping her ass off, I feel like, is um, uh, the baby, not the baby, uh, the baby's little baby, his whole ass. He off. is, but the little baby, little baby's rapping his, his whole ass. ass. Off. Little baby, like when you listen to him, like damn, this motherfucker goes. Does little baby, does yeah. little baby have longevity though? Yes, I think he does, cause he fucking raps. He raps, raps like yeah. He he's got honestly like. He can have Drake level raps. He's not gonna be as popular. Who was it? Who was it that um Neil Young pulled all yeah. of his music? Neil Young trying to Here's the get thing. fucking popular. Every again. every fucking fake <laughs> every fake virtue signaling white dude that wants to like once they hear they can bash Joe Rogan for something, mm. yeah. they come on themselves. This might get me pussy. Yeah, and it's like what the f- who cares? Like because the moment you say Joe Rogan's name right now, if if it catches fire, then you whatever you're doing catches. Bro, fire. I don't right. even listen to Joe Rogan, and I'm on. I'm on I'm on Facebook defending the fuck out of him. I don't I, and I don't even I listen, fucking know if I like him. My thing I just is like, hate how everybody hates him. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I listen to him. I listen to him when he does shows with comics. I don't I like comics talking to each other. Sure. So the shit's entertaining to me. Yeah, but, but I get he's it. He's got it's, an inquisitive mind. Like fucking here's the yeah. thing. He blew up and then people get mad that he has too many uh listeners and the things he says. So what's he supposed to do? Yeah. Pick a side now that people give a fuck about him? No, he's staying true to himself. What does right. he mean to the culture right now? The world culture. He has all the listeners. I don't think the world culture he doesn't mean anything to the world, like to the the country. He's he's got a country, he's got all the listen. Yeah. But the thing is, this is this is this is okay. So you're just talking about how what's the next thing that you should not do anymore? Like mm-hmm. the see Dolores Tucker's and all that other shit. Mm-hmm. That's Joe Rogan right now. Powerful. Anybody that's like, don't listen to Joe Rogan. It's misinformation. All right, where are you getting real information? <laughs> CNN, Fox. <laughs> Where you Facebook, get, everything Twitter, is somebody's Reddit. Opinion. Right. Where, you getting, for, where is the math. real information coming from? You Every, gossip at late night open mics, bro. <laughs> where is your real? I used to wonder that. Like people were like, "You, you got the internet. We used to have encyclopedias." Well, who wrote that shit? Who wrote that? <laughs> Every piece of information is subjective to that person who's spewing exactly its experience. Right. So, what is real? Real is if it's real to you. Don't be like, oh, it's misinformation. It's te- it's technically just like what I mean. You fucking- can, there, there is blatantly false things that you can say, like absolutely. But fucking, there's blatantly uh, false things that you see on everything. Oh no, I know, but they, like. Yeah, for people to trust, like, oh, I trust this for-profit company. <laughs> like, so, yeah. oh, that's kind of so. You, up. you think everybody that says the, the Earth is flat? You think all of them are bullshitting, or some of them actually believe in their heart of hearts that the Earth is flat? I think there are people that truly believe that they're. The Earth is flat, and those people are fucking stupid. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, we live thing. in a world with dumb people too, bro. Yeah, that's fact. And I they mean, can they can have a gun if, if they want. If Joe Rogan was up there, like <laughs> Earth might, Earth. Is flat. 
Like this bitch is flat. I'd be like, yeah, that's fucking stupid. But, it has to be. Right. but really, he's like, oh, tell me, tell me why the the vax is bad. He's just like fucking uh, talk, really. Right. I feel like Joe Rogan. Kyrie, was, Irving, Kyrie Irving said the Earth was flat. He, I, I think, and he said it was straight enough face. No, I honestly, every time he says some shit, he like that, he smirks, me. bro. And I, I think <laughs> he's just bugs the, me. I think he's just what is it called? Like when you're uh, when you're on the internet, antagonist, you're a, a troll, uh, troll, troll. troll. I think he's just trolling, bro. I think it's just Joel B. Joel but B. you say that, but then he does all the stuff that he's doing now. We're like, with the um, I'm not gonna do this, and I, the he's putting. Yeah, bro, you know, know what I love about people? He feels anti. Whether I agree with you or not, if you are vehemently defending and sticking uh, up for the thing that you believe in, uh, I respect that shit. Right. I respect it. If you are unwavering mm. in the face of the tribe, because everything is tribal mentality right now, and of it's all. Joe all right, let let me break this down for you. <laughs> every choice like you Joe make. Right every choice. <laughs> you make is based Zacho on fear. Rogan. Bro, I'm telling you, every choice Bro you make Rogan. as a human is based on fear. That's what it is. We're animals at the end of the day. Every yeah, choice true. you make is based on fear. So if you can stand in the face yeah. of the tribe and not have that fear and be like, this is what I'm choosing, mm. I respect that right. shit. Yeah. yeah. You stick to your guns. Like, stick I, to your guns. I, I, fucking, I, I might not I agree fuck, with it. Right. But, but I get I it. Might fuck it. But that's also I'm like, I'm not going to fucking stop talking to you for it. Right. But <laughs> like, also I'm right. from South Carolina. I don't agree with the shit my uncles say, but I still love this. still my uncles. I did go out and get the vax just because of the position I'm in and and getting access to shows and all this and that. But I don't want people to be forced to take it, and I do want people not That's to get I it. That's how I feel, bro. Because I want there to be an option. That's my thing I is, feel. like, it's your fucking choice. It's your, yes. Yeah, the reason I got it is so that my mom would stop texting me to tell me to get it. Yeah. That's exactly... Wow. All right. <laughs> I, just I thought I was the only one. I literally did not I want it. I, I, did not, yeah. I didn't give a fuck. I gave zero fucks, I was like, my mom it, was like, you're about to come home? Did you get... Did you, right. Did, you, you think you're coming home without that... Uh, when I caught COVID and I caught uh, COVID OG in 2020, I felt fine afterwards. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't need it. But then my mom was like, the vaccine, the vaccine. I was like, you know what? Just, I was, just you stop talking about it and it makes you happy. I'm like, I'll fucking do it. Yeah. Whatever. You got mm. like, so, but my thing was like, I didn't care. But now if you don't want to get the vaccine, that's on you. That's your body, your choice. Like, yeah, no. yeah I'm always against someone just have it. You have to do this. Fuck you. That, that <laughs> I'm pro-choice, but fuck yeah, you. Get the vaccine. You, it's not bro. your body no more. <laughs> fucking tell me I got to fucking do something. Dude, I hate that shit. So like, I got this mm. because like, and I, I, and I bullshit, like I got this vaccine because like the, the research I got and the information I got. Okay. Sh- I made the choice and I thought it was the right decision, right? Mm. But I have so many friends that are like, no, fuck that. The research I got. And I respect their opinion on that shit too. And here's what I'm afraid mm. of. I'm afraid three years from now some new shit comes out that I don't want in my Definitely. fucking body. And they're like, no, you got to fucking do this. And then three years ago, I was telling everybody they got to do this. And now here I am. <laughs> right. I got to fucking do this thing I don't want to do. So I'm protecting myself in the future from not <laughs> yeah, doing yeah. some shit I, w- I don't want to do. It's called minding your business. Minding your fucking no- business. <laughs> Nobody wants to fucking do it. That's why I never let a girl put like a pinky or anything in, in near my asshole. Because I know once, 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 once you get a fingernail, once it gets to the, this first part of the digit, yeah. from there, it's... It's all downhill. No, I'm a one knuckle guy. It's uphill, bro. <laughs> it's a journey. What you talking about? I'm a one that's knuckle a start, guy, baby. That's a start. What do you mean? I'm a one knuckle guy. Like, don't finger me, but just like put pressure. Nah, I'm like that's P, baby. There's put no pressure. turning back. I'm like go There's to the no palm. What are you talking about? Never, I'll, go, I'll go to the second ring. When never, I, get I don't know. I'm talking about go to the palm. Just like all the way. All the way. 
No, I'm saving that for marriage. By the time you put a whole <laughs> finger in me, I want to feel a ring, motherfucker. I want to feel a ring in that ass, motherfucker. I want you to pull out commitment. <laughs> That's when you know you to stop. You got a finger in me. There better be the a ring, ring on that hand, the bitch. Ring, the ring is where you stop. <laughs> Until then, it's one knuckle, baby. Make sure it's a silicone oh, ring so you're not cutting your shit up. If you fish me, then you got to put a ring on it. That's why I see. That's why I never did a key bump or none of that shit. So you see the snap box, man. I'd be doing Tony Montana amounts of cocaine. You <laughs> never did a key bump. Me exactly like this. <laughs> like your body, your body, your choice. Your body, your choice. About <laughs> to say you're missing out. Hey man, if you don't want to put it in you, that's your decision, man. More for us. I mean, if you want to be tell you, I got both those it. shots and the booster. All right. <laughs> can you be? Can 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 anybody be truly great without having that darkness on the side with something else? Like no, because you need something to fuel. You need something to like escape from that darkness. I think you take away all that. Do you still have Richard Pryor? No. What, who's Richard like, Pryor? Who's, the, who's the cleanest? Who's Richard the cleanest? Richard Pryor's like fucking hamburger. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I see so many people that are comedians that play stupid, that play dark, that play sad. Right. Because it's like now it's this thing that they're becoming. Right. It's like, bro, you can be an intelligent person. You can be a businessman. You can run mm. a business. You can do all these other things. You don't have to fucking play the monster card, right? Everything doesn't right. have to be cynical and everything doesn't have to be pessimistic. Go up there and talk your truth. What right. do you really do? Go up there and talk about exercise. Go up there and talk about working out. There's funny in every there was capacity. A, I, was, I did a show at the Laugh Factory and um, everybody on there was all fucking just self-deprecating, putting themselves down. And I mm. went up and I did my regular, I did a set and this girl came up at me. She's like, thank you. Thank and I was you. like, what? She's like, and she said two things to me. She's like, one, I know you fuck. <laughs> because you like, the story. She's yeah. like, I know you fuck. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, there's the way you tell your jokes. But the thing was also there's a confidence level of not being self-deprecating. You just you just told jokes. You made people laugh. Right. It wasn't like you had to put yourself down for the laugh. Because you're not self-deprecating in real life. Right. So why would sure. you go on stage? Like, I'm not a self-deprecating person. I'm not going to go on stage and be like, it's I got a little like dick. It's a, it's I can't a, please fuck like me to the audience. Right. But then it's also, it's just like, all right, so now you're, you're confident enough to get on stage. Mm. Which everyone views as like the number one fear is talking in front of public. Right. And the first thing you do is just start putting yourself down that you're letting like, bro, just you don't have if you don't have nothing else to talk about, then how shit of your person you are. Yeah. Stop doing comedy and focus on how you could be a better person. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Because you just gotta you get I don't know. For me, the self deprecating shit it just gets to be old. Yeah, you could throw a couple jokes in there, but like your whole set and you want now everyone wants to kill themselves mm. because it's like, oh fuck, you know man, what you are sad. You know when it changed for me? When I started doing Southside Chicago shows. That's when everything changed for me because they North never put side, themselves down. They, they, you don't put yourself. The down. audience will turn against you yeah. if you if you they, go they to a Southside show and the, put yourself Southside down. Southside Chicago wants to see who you actually are, right? right? They don't give a fuck about how well structured the shit is. Yeah, yeah. They just want you to be up there being funny in your own shit. And don't and go yeah. to Southside practicing shit. shit. They got a two drink minimum. They got babysitters. <laughs> they pay they, they, they yo, they're not fucking right. You better come with your guns blazing. Rest in peace, Uptown. By the way, <laughs> yo, that was yeah. my biggest bond, bro. Did I ever tell you the story? Rest in peace, Uptown. So the first time I go to Bar 10 Doors, Doug, I don't know nobody. I've been in Chicago for like three months. Mm. And I go down to, to Bar 10 because people are like, you know, you want to learn your chops. Shout out Bar chops. 10. They just closed it down. Leon Rogers, my guy. They go, forever? you want to learn your chops? I don't know. Forever. Oh, okay. Leon's still going to be up there doing yeah, 40 minutes something. in between sets. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Leon Rogers. Yeah. So I go down there like, you got, if you want to learn your chops, go down, go down south side. I go to Bar 10, bro. And everyone is just up there smashing shit. Mm. The fucking, what's the comedian who does the, the Denzel impression? Oh, and not Anthony Washington, no? No, 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 not Anthony Washington. Shout out to him too. I love this. Shout guy. out Anthony Washington. He's like, I mean, he's famous. He has like a. Oh, I know who you're. I know exactly YouTube who you're talking video about. Video has got like a hundred million views or something. Yeah, he, 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 he yeah, comes yeah. up there, does a Denzel, burns the place uh, to the ground. 
And I'm supposed to go after him, and I'm sweating, uh, yeah. bro. Mm. So then Uptown goes yeah. next. And Uptown goes up, and he's kind of just talking. I'm like, I, you know, I might be all right. And this motherfucker starts singing that, pull the panties to the side, <laughs> oh, bro, and melts the room to the ground. I'm crying, laughing. Like, I've, I've forgotten that I got to go next, how funny this dude is. Hush your mouth and shut your mouth and shut shit and shut shit and shut your mouth and shut your mouth. And my dumb ass, they go, oh, next is Zachariah. My dumb ass goes up there with some structured ass horse shit that I've been, I'm like eight months into comedy. Bro, I die. I proceed to die the slowest, the slowest death. I mean, it's one of those, you ever see like, you know how you know you're bombing when like there's couples in there and they like whisper something to each other and then one of them gets up and leaves. Yeah. And the other one just starts texting on their phone. If you could <laughs> hear the crowd start on. to grow louder with an, an, a more important conversation than you talking Bro, into a like microphone. They slowly, like slowly, like, man, oh, oh yeah, I'm at a show right now. Like, yeah. oh, I'll wait till I'm about done. three minutes into this shit and Leon's looking at me going, just fucking. Get up. <laughs> Mark, you, it's, it's tight, it's, it's packed tight in there. So you have to you have to walk like a, a nasty like wedding aisle of shame. Yeah, back to where and you're the you only white dude the, there, and all the other comics that were just shooting the shit with you are like like looking the other way when I don't you get want, back I don't there. Like, catch uh, what you I don't. Could. You contagious. Yeah, you got, got comedy got, COVID. I was vaccinated against you, bro. Yeah. One thing I do respect about you, Zacho, is I've definitely seen you on those South Side rooms, West Side rooms, downtown, wherever, and you're always. The same guy that I'm seeing right now. I appreciate. Likewise oh, that, with you. That is a thing too. I've seen. That is time, definitely. I've seen a bunch I of comedians the switch up go people. down to the bro, south side, I, and all of a sudden they got some twain. There's I'm like, oh, definitely bro, some switch up. I, in even there. the show I do in Pilsen, I tell like the white comments like, don't pander, just be a white dude. If you're a white dude, just be yeah. a white. Dude. They'll love it. And they'll come in. And it's like, oh, like I fucking. They're like, I love Latinos, and we're all just like, Ugh. yeah, like you don't got to say that. We didn't assume you hated us. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Now you're 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 overcompensating for something. Now you're trying mm, to pander. It's like, yeah. bro, we can see you. We know what you look like. We, yeah. You're clearly a white dude. Just be the white dude. Be the white. We were talking and no about. One, like the, it, it's it, to me, it's not even them. It's so like if I go to Pilsen or like when I used to run the show with Manny. Obviously, like our audiences were mostly Latino. Yeah. So, so like, and my stepdad's Puerto Rican, so I got a bunch of material mm -hmm. on that. So I would clearly do like that material because it's relatable to the audience. And being relatable I'm and pandering about, two different things. What I'm right. talking about is I've seen comedians come from the north to the south, and all of a sudden they got an accent. Right. Mm. And they walk a little different. And they're wearing, they're wearing a jersey. <laughs> like, Yo, nobody rocks on, FUBU bro? anymore, bro. Right. Like, what's happening? The fuck are you doing, bro? And then they come to the north side. They got a button-up shirt on. They got the right. fuck out of here. <laughs> Dude, the funniest was uh, I was on a show. So um, it was like this, it was like a 7.30 and then like a 9.30. Mm -hmm. And then uh, so the 7.30, it said Marvin Phipps. Bro, then, I was then, there then, for that. Marvin Phipps. Shout out to, but on a 9.30... It was like M -dubs. M -dubs. <laughs> so, so, but it was just the lineup. It, it was yeah. just the way the lineup was written. It wasn't like he intentionally did it, yeah. but it was just funny to see. I, was, I asked yeah. Curtis, I was like, well, because it was, like five, the, it was Zach Boog's show. So when right. Zach t gave him the lineup, mm. it was M Dubs. But well, when Laugh yeah, Factory booked their normal show, it was Marvin like seven, Fips. It was Marvin Phipps. And we were cracking up, like, oh, so this must be the black show that he's doing M Dubs. Yeah. Like, and his headshots all different too. Yeah. The chocolate late shots. He got a big smile on. A well, we were talking about that a little bit before we got on the thing. I I don't like the opposite of that neither. Like you know the Lincoln Lodge crowd, right? And if if you're uh, if you're a black comic going to the Lincoln Lodge crowd, which is going to be ninety three point nine percent white, right? <laughs> and the first thing you say when you get out on there is, "What up, niggas?" Uh, and yeah. it's an automatic pop. You're gonna get a you're gonna get white guilt giggles. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't, no, I I don't like that. Saying. I don't, I don't, I don't appreciate somebody doing that because also the people that go out there to get those white, white guilt giggles. 
I do not see them at bar 10. Man, it's right. going to cause some controversy, <laughs> but that was one of the reasons why I had to get the fuck up out of Lincoln Lodge with my show. There was, mm. I, and I, I won't call nobody out, but fuck No it, names. You know, I ain't, no I names. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not scooting around this shit. It was just on the tip of my tongue, bro. There, one of my friend's wife, my best friend's wife was in the building, and I got into an argument with one of the guys that come to my shows. He just happened to be a black dude, right? Yeah. So I'm out front arguing with this dude because he was saying some crazy shit to my buddy's wife. Nothing crazy, just like an argument. And we inside, one of the employees goes, well, we had to imagine something like this going to happen with the kind of audience that go attracts. And she looked at uh. her and she was like, what the fuck does that mean? So she didn't know, like, this girl was friends with me and knew Right. Me. And I was like, mm. And then I looked at my lineup, M. Brown, uh, fucking Corey Bell Boy. Mo I think Gilly, I was on that like, show too. Yeah. yeah. Right? So I tried to bring a little flavor to Lincoln Lodge and all of a sudden they were like, mm-mm, we don't. It's a little too right. much for us. I'm no. like, get me the fuck up out of here, bro. If you didn't ride the train there, they don't want you there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you don't smell like the L, like they, ain't, right. they don't, don't want you there. Yeah, the back of your shoe ain't flapping. Right. You don't like, smoke <laughs> tar-free tobacco. Oh, you're, yeah, you, got, you got clean shoes on? I'm also are those name that. brand shoes? Your shoes aren't dusty? And, I'm, and, I, and I only fuck say that, here. and I don't say that just to stir up controversy, because I do like the Lincoln Lodge, and I do appreciate Lincoln Lodge is cool. I, 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 I rocked there. I was, I was performing saying, there last night. Yeah, the only reason I highlight that is to show like the discrepancies and the differences in, in the demographics of what is Chicago comedy. And that's why I think Chicago is the, the... You have to come up in Chicago, bro. You have to, because this is the only city that I know of where you can get such a such a diverse group of shows. You can go down to the south side at 7.30. You know, probably not because that shit ain't going to start until 9.30. But you can start up here but do like an 8 o'clock show, go down to the south side, and you get two totally different vibes. But then also, you can go 20 minutes outside the city and you're in a fuck. you're doing rural. You're doing CGs tonight in Boulder. Yeah, and you got, are you doing like suburbanites, but then you go a little bit further, you go fucking, you got camo country, no one's got sleeves on. Exactly. They all got car hearts. Indiana, 45 minutes away. They got John Deere hats on. Like, all right, so now. Those are my people. Can I fucking relate to these yeah. who I view as country? Because I hate when people come to Chicago and they talk shit about Indiana like the rest of Illinois isn't Indiana. <laughs> like, yeah, right outside of Chicago, right out, it's just could, Indiana. Yeah, it's just uh, the rest of the fucking country is like all right. Indiana. So well, that's, like, that's one of the unique things about being a comedian, right, is you're trying to find a way to unify with other cultures, is finding common ground and getting that, that laugh, which is a universal, it's an animalistic... How do I say right. this so, thing to relate that everybody knows what I'm saying? And that's, my, that's my what favorite my jokes. Was. My favorite jokes on the planet Earth are the ones that feel like they were pickpocketed from my brain. When you do your joke about oh. this right here, oh. I'm like, "Yo, that was right, <laughs> fucking there." Uh, watching porn and you get the <laughs> you don't have to you don't have to burn your material. I, I got to get rid of that joke anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> but when you said that, I was like, "Oh, that's fucking genius." Oh, yeah. But the thing is also like, you just gotta. I mean, you got to find ways to relate to everybody. So that's why, like, we were talking about how, like, Jordan Lopez, and I feel like he's very much one note as far as, like, yeah. just Latino, Latino, Latino. I, like, I always got mad at other Latino comics because they were scared to do, like, Laugh Factory and shit like that because there's too many white people. I'm like, so why are you only writing jokes for this one thing? definitely know Southside comics feel about that feel white like comics that. right now. I feel like the, the move for white comics is that everyone's so fucking woke. Like if you're a white, straight white guy right now, you have to be woke. And, and that's like, why I started doing a joke where I don't like. I tell everybody I don't like woke white people. Yeah. Like I'm, I mm. want the, I want a little bit of racism. Yeah. Racism. I'm a white. Like that's what I'm used to. As soon as they were like toxic masculinity is bad, I was like, that's my hashtag. Toxic right. masculinity. <laughs> I'll, I'll be toxic. Who's, we're all but, toxic. It, but I just hate when motherfuckers like forget that they live in this country with uh, like. 
I grew up on the TV that you guys all watch. Yeah. Mm. So we got a black dude and a white dude and a Puerto Rican sitting in this room. I guarantee you we can have a conversation about all this different shit right. without me having to mention getting whipped with my mom's chancla. Yeah. And like that'd be my yeah. only fucking joke. Right. Like I don't have to, you know what I'm saying? It's weird things. Like there's other aspects of being in this country that people have forgotten. Yeah. And they only honed in on that one thing. Like I'm just going to cater to this cultural that I'm, I'm part of. Right. Like why? Because then once you get out of the city, what are you going to do? You're you're fucked. Yeah, because they don't like, remember know. Remember when everyone was so shocked that Trump got half the votes in the country? How the fuck? Have you been anywhere? <laughs> right. Have you fucking been anywhere in this exactly. country? Hell yeah, Trump got half. But then the on, votes. on the same note, on the same note, he's not he's not guarding the thing that's coming out of his mouth. It, I, I feel like it was a breath of fresh air for a certain group of people yeah, that he was for just all saying that voted for him. exactly what was you. on his mind. It yeah, wasn't. That's the funniest president we've ever fucking. Had. The most <laughs> oh hilarious my. president. He, when he said, have you seen her as his wife? I fell off my couch, dude. Because <laughs> like, I know that dude ain't talking his ugly ass uh, wife. I was like, holy shit. Bro. And it's so he's so quick. And he doesn't get he doesn't get he doesn't get caught up or in trouble for those little things. Those become Not because he like, was that person before that. Yeah. So imagine if he would have came out as a politician and you're like, he's saying all the right things, you're like, that ain't Donald Trump. That's not by Donald the way, Trump. by the way, branding genius. He came out with a uh, "Make America Great Again," right? And then other people just took it and were like, "Make America Make something something great, else." Yeah. And the first thing you think about was, "Oh, Donald Trump." And now what you're saying, like he cross branded to everybody else, and people who hated him. We're using it. They were yeah. putting it on a yellow hat, and it's make America. And it's not, uh, uh, yeah. And is he a little racist? Yeah, but so is every seventy-year-old white guy. Of course, of course, he's a little racist. But you got to know that going into it. You know? Of course. <laughs> How many votes does he grab when he runs again? Shit, I don't think he's gonna get the. He won't get any votes this time around. I don't he's think already, he'll run. I again. think. I don't think he'll run. He'll, He'll he'll do that fake thing that he tried to do in like was it fourteen or Bro, if no? If I was him, 12? I'd start a podcast and just fucking call him. <laughs> Can you imagine his podcast? Less stressful, such less stressful. Why do you want to fucking be the boss of America? That shit sounds t- tormenting. You think we're no, gonna be alive just, for a podcast president? Somebody that started I off hope so. I just, hope it's not uh, bad, Trump. famous on the podcast, and then I mean, we'll, we we got to see if the Rock runs. <laughs> yeah, he's if, the, if the Rock runs, the Rock runs, he's gonna win. He's definitely. It'll running. be it'll be fucking hilarious. But also, like, why would the if I'm The Rock, I would never fucking do that. Why alienate myself in, in my audience? Mm, Every, right. Everyone already loves The Rock. Ain't nobody hates The Rock. Right. Now all of a sudden, it's half the, the country has to hate you right. because of bipartisanship. Mm. I would just sit back, keep bench pressing, <laughs> do a couple push-ups. A, um, sell tequila. Right, and sell my tequila. Because automatically, if you produce a show, there's a certain level of hate you have to deal with from the comics, right? Yeah, if but you fuck didn't comics. pick this and didn't fuck pick em. that. And yeah. Fuck them. That's another right thing. Man. As a comedian, you got to stop giving a fuck about comedians. I don't fuck with you okay. and Abby because you're comedians. I fuck with you and Abby because when we talk, when we got here, when we first walked in, we not we didn't say a thing about comedy. We're talking about no, no, no. verses. We're talking about all this other Straight shit. Up. This was the advice that like someone told me is like, why would you worry about the back of the room when there's 150 people in exactly. front of them? So the the back of the room can be like, oh, this guy's a fucking hack. But wait a minute. Oh, he's crushing, and, I, and then I gotta follow that, mm. and I can't follow that. So then that's where the respect is coming from. Yep. Because then, like, I used to worry, like, trying to make and they better comics be talking laugh. shit. If come, if if every comedian likes you, you ain't shit. You're, you're doing you're something wrong shit. for sure. Yeah. Every because you're not a like, threat like, to him. You're, you're not, not a threat, threat to him. You gotta be a threat, bro. Yeah. Uh, you gotta be a threat, and the only way to be a threat is by smashing. It's the gotta room. be like, why the mm. fuck is I be getting booked? Like, right. This is why. Come see me. This is why. And you notice all the ones that hate, they'll be watching your set too. That's why. I, yeah, that's why. Yeah, or they yeah. retire for six months. Right. The comedians that like the other comedians, they don't even watch the set. They'd be like, "That's my boy. I ain't watching this." I don't set. watch but comedy. The ones that anymore. hate you, they want to. They watch. They're like, "I want to see this motherfucker." I watch. I, I watch like new comics on like a Tuesday night, Friday, Saturday. I ain't gonna watch just because 
I don't know. I just I want to be in a different mode. It's a yeah. weekend. But like on a Tuesday, I'll go sit there and watch like new comics. Like, oh okay, All right, yeah. this person's fucking funny. Like, but I, it's never. I and I try to like offer even if I got a tag for him, I try to help him out. But my thing is like I've never been. I never wanted to be the person that's like. uh I'm validating you, so I'm just let me just laugh a little bit louder than the rest of the room. Because yeah. like, you go to mics and you hear fucking comics dying, dying laughing. I'm like, the only reason you know you think that's funny is because you know this person personally, or maybe you were there for that story. But now you just gave them a false sense of confidence but that then that joke do works. The opposite, right? Then they'll do the opposite. A comedian comes in that they just don't like for no reason, and yeah. then they just won't laugh at their shit. Right. Though. You know what I mean? Right. So or like, I go in there and like mm-hmm. legit try to work on a joke, and they're like. And they're like Oh, he's trying. Why aren't you talking about the party last <laughs> No, but it's night? like, yeah, yeah. But, but but you're trying. Yeah, it's that's like, what we're oh, doing. Oh, okay. So that's why I, I stopped doing mics. Like, I'd rather just try at a show. Like, yeah. you book me for an independent show. And like, you're giving me 12? All right. Yeah. Three of that is going to be new. I'd rather try new material in front of the audience yeah. than try new material in front of comedians that are only going to get on fucking Twitter and talk <laughs> shit. Ooh. What's the, um, what's the special that did it for you? Uh... I, I think even these Easy kids growing answer. up these days, they have the TikToks and I mean, Instagrams. I don't even think they're into a whole specials special like that. of all time. All right. Elephant in the room. Patrice O'Neill. Patrice O'Neill. See, I'm older than that. I, it's a great special, but my thing was like, I saw Eddie Murphy Raw in the theater. Ah, fire. That's fire. Too. So I was okay. fucking nine years old in the theater watching the shit. But That's then fire. I saw Delirious afterwards. And Delirious was his first, Eddie Murphy's mm, first special. Yeah. And that motherfucker, it was just like, <clears throat> Wow. This is amazing. And like, if you watch, I think it's Raw. I think Raw's the one where he does the bit about his dad uh, working in the toy factory, but they didn't have shit. So he had to use a twister mat as a blanket. Yeah. Because he's on the phone when his dad is drunk. Yeah, to eat the slinky. But bro, it's the last 15 minutes of that thing, it's all, there's no breaks. Yeah. It's him having it. There's no like, it's just that one thing. It's 15 minutes of him having a phone conversation with his dad, a fucking act out. Yo, Murder yeah. and it's just, I'm like I'm just watching this shit. I was like, oh, there's no fucking way. And then yeah. I saw Chappelle when he came out with Killing Me Softly. I'm like, oh, that's an hour long applause break that he got for the whole fucking thing. Yeah, it's like that is crazy mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the reason Elephant in the Room hit me so hard was because it was the it was like, bro, he was just there. Yeah, like man, Patrice. Had it was. A, he started of, off a crowd work on a it's televised a, bro, special. It's, it's, special. It's dog. a laugh factory. Special. It's a laugh factory set that he recorded. That just so happened to be a fucking amazing special. Murder, dude. Like he that got was off, just like. I, did you watch he the said, bio? Spell restaurant. Nah. There's a doc. There's a documentary on the recording of that shit. And apparently, when he got off stage the first time, they were like, "We don't need a second show. That shit is what is everything." They didn't right. like use shit from the second show. He murdered. Thank yeah. you, audience coordinator, for putting these titties in the front, <laughs> front row. row. Right. Right. To this day, <laughs> me and my brother, if we look at each other for too long, we'll go B A N N A N N N A N N N A. Bro, can you, uh, uh, like, the audacity, can you imagine, like, the manager or whoever watching him go out on stage and open up with crowd work was probably like, what in the open fuck? Open with crowd work. <laughs> is he doing? But they're probably like, man, we with can edit blue, that part out. With yeah. blue crowd work. Yeah, but like, we can edit that out. But then they He did called it. out a dude's girlfriend's titties. <laughs> and the then kept doing crowd work. Then did the crowd work about the white, black dude dating the white girl. Right. And then had crowd work. Bro, it was just. And then Zoom, first joke. Yo, if it was niggas out there, they'd just go to the edge of the beach. Like, <laughs> we can't like, see them. The too much, are... too much sun. I can't. <laughs> He's like, I'm bringing a dog with me. <laughs> I'm giving a white baby a white on baby a keychain. Key but bro. when Eddie Murphy did the uh, falling down the stairs, his aunt 
Bundy oh, found him. I lost my breath. Bro, like I thought he, I had to be hospitalized. When he he's like that fucking kid stuck his face in the water, did it like this, came up with a fish, looked at me, and said Goonie Goo Goo, and I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> but Goonie Goo Goo was like our shit in the '80s. We're like growing up, Yo. like you would just look at a motherfucker like get in your Goonie Goo Goo mobile. That almost sounds oh, racist now. I don't know why. <laughs> but bro, it, I almost feel like I shouldn't be allowed to say Goonie Goo Goo. He's like, just, he's like, you married a you married a Bigfoot, Charlie. He's like, she's a Bigfoot. But uh, I hate to cut this short. I mean, you guys should keep talking. I got to head back to that. Nah, I we can head go ahead and yeah, I got I got to head back uptown yeah. anyway, right myself, man. This has been a phenomenal episode, we man. Yeah, uh, yo, <laughs> I can't believe it, man. So we're gonna get right into the social. So you make sure you follow these guys. They're already on. They're already doing. Yo, burning down stages, burning down your TV. So make sure you're following them. Zacho, go ahead and let people know how they can follow you. What socials you got? What you got going on in the city, sir? Oh, yeah. I run a show uh, called in the city called Sorry for Killing. Uh, we're moving to the Laugh Factory. Great stickers. Finally. We, get, <laughs> we are in the Laugh Factory. We're starting up there March 24th. Uh, it'll be once a month there. And you can follow me on Instagram at Zach O'Ryan, Z-A-K-O-R-Y-A-N. Perfect. All right. What you got for uh, I produce Pills to Stand Up every third Wednesday at Simone's. Uh, come check that out. And then just catch me on HBO <laughs> Maximo. <laughs> oh, yeah, HBO funny. Grande. HBO Larga. Uh, <laughs> No, yeah, HBO Max. I mean, you can search my name. I'm episode 10 on that thing. But uh, also, follow me. Funny as hell. Check that shit out. It's a great special. Yeah. You killed that shit, Abby. Follow me on uh, Instagram and TikTok. is the same shit. Abby Sanchez Comedy. And then uh, that's it. Yeah. Tell your I'm friends. Mike Knight. Follow me at Mike Knight Comedy on all the things. Watch this. Like, share, subscribe. It's been the Real Rap Podcast, man. Straight Southside. Love y'all. Peace, everybody. Peace. Mike, 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 Mike. Great from the south side. Mike, 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 Mike. Uh, I'm just so happy to be here right now. Real rap podcast, 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 podcast.